pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL podcast from the Action Network, presented to you by our sponsors, BetMGM. My name is Michael Leboff. Joining me here late Thursday night is my co-host and colleague, Nick Martin. Uh, Nick, we are once again meeting after a couple of games, or I should say after one game's gone final and we're in the middle of... The, the late game between Dallas and Seattle. Dallas looks to have it in, under control, but you just never know. Uh, but we will look ahead to the game twos coming our way Friday and Saturday, and then the game threes uh, over the weekend as well. We'll start with Jersey and Carolina. I, I had a feeling that game one was going to go this way with these two teams. Um I didn't think it was going to be as poor from Akira Schmid. Like that wasn't really what I was getting at, but I just thought Carolina would be ready for what Jersey was going to throw at them. And it, it just takes a little bit of time, I think to, to adjust to the way Carolina wants to play. And they played a really good game. Uh, I thought they got scoring from three defensemen, two defensemen, um, which has been a formula to the, for their season, but also kind of tells you that, uh, if they don't get you know contributions from unexpected sources, uh, you just never know. Uh, this game, I actually am very excited to talk about because I, this is a punt you like, and it's I've been waiting for this opportunity, and I'm gonna do it. I like this, the seventy-five to one on this game to be zero-zero going into overtime on. Friday the night. Funnest bet in hockey. You just yeah. This is this is. I think first. this is the perfect one. I was I I I was so mad because I was watching Stars and Kraken, and it was scoreless after one. And I've been waiting to talk about after that game went final last night. The first thing I was like, I can't wait to get on the podcast tomorrow and talk about how I like Game Two of this series to go zero zero because Carolina is going to do what it does. We're going to get a better, hopefully, better performance out of Schmid. 
And I think it's just going to take New Jersey a little bit of time to kind of wade into this thing and they'll play a little bit more. We saw this in game three against the Rangers. They were just a little more probing and kind of pragmatic with their approach. And then once they saw how kind of figured it out, uh, they took over the series. So I'm expecting this one to uh, obviously be pretty low event. I think it's a great bet to go to overtime plus 340. But why not take the 75 to 1 on 0 0? Yeah, I think you nailed the first game call really accurately because even that game in particular is really clear how badly, I mean, it was obvious that Carolina completely dummied them early on and that they were just not handling the forecheck, not dealing with the cane speed well. What I think was undercredited, and this does show up in the analytics, was that the Devils got some pretty good chances late in the game. It was maybe a little out of reach, but there was a period there where they could have been within one easily, and they actually just didn't finish some looks, which is always, 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 like that's playoff hockey, is where those looks don't go in, and then you hear all the narratives, and then you hear all the talk about it being a full game trouncing, where I thought you could see that they kind of found their game, it was too little too late and it you're you know it's gonna be hard to generate on Carolina and it's still that's still gonna be the case but I feel better about the Devils than I think the common take I guess would be where I'd say I've heard some people talk about how like they found it to me and that they could have found more goals and then we'd be sitting here probably talking about it a little different so I think you were bang on I thought the Devils would win that game and they were not deserving of it at all but in terms of this next one, I think you can see where the strengths are still going to be there. And, and maybe you could make a case for them having a better showing. But yeah, I think the under is a good look. Because the one thing we should expect is maybe that uh, the Devils come out with a sharper game early and manage the puck a little better. Yeah, I think there was nothing in the series. I, I, I liked Carolina in game one. And, and it was like a it was a handicapping thing more than anything. Like, I just thought that they're. And and maybe I I I was a little caught up in my own biases from watching them play the Islanders, but the way that going from what the Rangers showed you to to Carolina in like a high stakes game, where not like in the regular season it's one thing where you're like okay we played the Rangers now we're we're taking on the the Hurricanes like and then the next night we're gonna play Seattle or something right like you're not you're not gonna change who you are but when you're when you're you're playing the same team over and over again you do need to adjust and that first game is not you're not going to see those adjustments yet right so like now that the devils get a chance to kind of wade their way in they, they've dipped their toe in and I, I don't think i would argue against anybody who says now's the time to bet new jersey uh to win the series and you you hope that lindy ruff just goes right back to schmied i don't think he won't won't, won't do that like i i think lindy by not doing it after game six against the rangers has shown that the leash on uh, his rookie goalie is longer um, than maybe we thought it would be. So, yeah. And that was a pretty tough outing for him. It was bad. Like in terms of the chance quality too, though, like I think that's one where with what he's shown so far, you can go back to him in game two pretty easily and just yeah. see how it goes. Um, But yeah, I think, uh, you know, if you want to have some fun on a Friday night, bet the zero zero with me, 75 to one. And uh, when, uh, you know, Paul Stashney scores from the corner two minutes in. We can turn the game off and grab a slice of pizza or something. Uh, so and, and so the NHL schedule gets a little weird uh, here. So that's the only game Friday night. Then there's only 
one, I believe, on Saturday as well. And it's Edmonton and Vegas. And I think we can sort of apply the same conversation to this matchup as well. Of course, the complete opposite. Please do not bet the 0-0 tie in this one. Uh, The Hurricanes and Knights perhaps played their best games of the series already. I thought Vegas was really good at five on five. Like, yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Did yeah. we see there? I don't know if I'm sold on that. I think I'm kind of coming around that they have some pretty good edges. Like these bottom Oilers defensemen compared to what Vegas has to offer. On the yeah. Back the like, the, the day or eighth situation needs to get solved. Yeah. That, that's an obvious one, but even, um, even the rest nurse, of it, like, nurse I, made a couple for sure. Like, yeah. No, there's the guys going, but so, but yeah, I mean, Edmonton side of things, not a good game. Clear. Yeah. To say that. I think that they, uh, they're, fu- they're, I think they're just a funny team. Uh, Vegas. They're, 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 I, they guess it's, is it lazy just to say that their floor is just really high? Like, like this no. is, I think and that's probably what the answer is, right? Like, yeah. And like, I'm completely, thinking the same thing where like maybe I got a little too low on them for a bit, maybe a little too into the idea that they look. I mean, their best player was out for. Yeah. For, and for I runs too. Right. So like, and now they look deep, like their bottom lines look way better in Edmonton's and it's one game, but that's kind of been the case like for a while now. And the one thing I was laughing about that I think is a, a scary thought for Oilers fans. Cause the problem is the way that the depth defenders played the way that the depth forwards played people calling out Connor McDavid for that first game is the biggest joke I've ever seen in my life. Like, he might not be Leon Dreisaitl, or he might not have played like Dreisaitl, and he had some bobbles, but, like, that's what happens when you're being asked to have 100 zone entries. Yeah, he's, he's taking guys like, on one on four. Bus. Yeah, like... The, the Yanmark injury, the fact that he dressed 11 and 7. In. Like, if, if McDavid yeah. sits there and does it, he had two primary assists, he was a plus one, which I don't really... Whatever. Take that for what it is, but that doesn't count him driving the bus on the power play. And I still think it's clear that, like, on the man advantage, he's the one that makes it go more than anyone. Like, they're trying to press him so high, he's opening up the one-timers. So that was one where I was like, you know, he's going to play better probably just because of who he is. But if that's going to be argument about how they're going to come back and win this series and not the the other issues, then I think you're, you've got a problem. Because I don't think he was bad at all. No, he's... he wasn't bad. He was being asked to to carry the puck in one-on-four. Um because I think what ended what the the Yanmark going down kind of screwed the Oilers more than you'd think it would just because they were dressed they dressed eleven and seven so they go down to ten and seven and that means that not only are McDavid and especially and like especially on a night where some of the guys weren't going like right Nugent yeah. Hopkins is yep you'd forget he had a hundred points real quick and he's usually a good two way player which is probably what's been more disappointing about the playoffs so far is that he's seemingly taking a bit of a step back in that regard so. I agree. I think the Oilers are going to play better. I don't know if I'm like jumping to back them just because they seem to have some like legitimate concerns. I still like would probably say my opinion is like Oilers are nothing, but I don't know if I love it. So I'm with you. I think it's you, you, you play the Oilers um, or you pass. I think you can, there, there's going to be a lot of people at like plus plus one fifteen who are thinking Oilers series money line, which is fine. But I also don't, think now you need to like rush into this one either uh because i don't think edmonton is would be dead in the water if they lose uh and go down oh two i think them and the leafs are both kind of 
you know, they're, they're teams that can rattle off four wins very easily. And they, they have the talent to just dominate a like blow a team out in a blink of an eye. So I'm, I'm almost thinking about just sitting this one out. Maybe I'll just keep going back to the well and playing McDavid to score two plus. Um, because I, think I just refuse to believe that Leon Dreisaitl is just going to continue to score two goals. Well, and the, McDavid's yeah, not going to get like, it on the, the, the... It is harder for McDavid, though. Like He's getting the first layer, and he's like really the one driving it in. And Dreis just so, so good at finding those soft pockets, yeah. which, like, he's... credit to him. And he's dominating everywhere. I'm not trying to hate on Dry. I'm just... I think that's partly why it's been a little easier for him. Like, it's insane to think that it's even a debate who's better in the playoffs. And I'm not saying because I disagree with it. It's just insane that that's where Dreisaitl's level at is has been at. I yeah. still personally think if you, like, to me, it just feels like a lot of it is Dry does get to take more advantage of, like, things being opened up for him and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he has less example. he has to do. He has less he has yeah. to do on the like end. And is... finishing is so, so hard. So yeah. credit to him for that. Like, But I think people are kind of picking on McDavid a little bit here for, like, what he's really being asked to take on. And the fact that he's not even getting caved in defensively, he's creating that much and like he was fine defensively. He had like a bad turnover on the game losing goal, which kind of stuck in people's head. Or I shouldn't say the game losing goal, the exclamation mark on Eichel's empty net. But I don't know. I thought that was funny. I agree with you. I, I think you could target a really big McDavid game, but it sucks because the prices are still just yeah, they're crazy. They're really wrong. <laughs> like you're not it makes real. sense. It's pretty hard to get. Yeah. The time on that was the people who played that all the first 40 games of the year and got rich. I know. Yeah. They're not listening to this podcast because they're not listening to any podcast. They're living on a on a beach somewhere in Tahiti or something. Hockey betting season is here, so get in on the action with the King of Sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text the Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, or any other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. 
Harry's quality is top-notch thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so let's flip it to Sunday. So, yeah, like this Leafs Panthers series is going to be spaced out like the NBA. So they played. Yeah, this one feels painful that it's on Sunday. I mean, everyone wants to watch that game on Saturday, but. Yeah, I, I who knows it is what what's, it is. What's going on in the arena that night? That, but it's uh yeah. So they played Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, Wednesday. So they're gonna play, uh, one game in six days, uh, which is exactly how you want to, you know, spice up these series. Um, and I'm sure that the Toronto media machine won't uh, go deep dive into whoever the refs. The all the stories that we're gonna get. The the refs were you know find out who they're related to or whatever um on that note Wes McCauley is he played he played college hockey with Rod Brendamore uh so no wonder he was giving them the the good whistle against the Islanders happy to throw Zach Parisi uh a North Dakota alumni into the penalty box with a terrible call in game in game four anyways Leafs are minus 125 in game three cats plus 105 the over-under is six and a half. The story for this series so far has been Sergei Bobrovsky. Uh, he <laughs> he was so much fun. I mean, I know you're a least backer, so not not to, to rub salt in the wound, but he was just so much fun to watch tonight because... Yeah, I mean... My man... I don't know if he was ever square to a shooter tonight. No, that's the thing is I don't even think he's looking that good. I mean, the Leafs hit five posts, though. Like, five. So, I mean, he's been incredible. It, it's, I had the Leafs in the over and Nylander to score tonight. And I've honestly never been as tilted as I was watching that game when Nylander should have scored numerous goals and the Leafs would have been right behind him. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it, John Tavares celebrated a goal that hit someone in the face behind the net. I, mean, I think maybe he was just celebrating an injury. So let's look into that. I think maybe John was was happy to see Josh Mahura. Mahura. They want Mahura on the yeah, ice. Yeah, might win. So yeah. Um, uh, it yeah. This is one like I think this is the ultimate um kind of example. I mean, the Leafs are the perfect example of how like random hockey really is this year because everyone knew they got a little lucky versus Tampa. We talked about it. I talked about it. That they it was clear they got some breaks for once. Considering what Florida did to Boston and like the way they controlled play in that series, I think what Toronto has done is actually really impressive. I wouldn't bet on them in game three because it just feels like one of those ones where, I mean, first off, they're minus 25, 125. They haven't won a game in the series. 
Samsonov looks terrible. They're not going to control more of the play than they did tonight. So I think that's the case there. And it feels like this is like one of those ones where this is probably the hardest win to get now that you're down 2-0 and it's so much pressure season on the line. Like for a team like Toronto, that's not really appealing to me. I was hoping to come on here and make a case for what was one of my favorite bets I've ever won because it was on the caps when they were down 2-0 to Columbus in what I thought was a really similar first two looking games. Um, the caps were 15 to one to come back and win that series in game six. And I bet it, I thought that this would be at least 10 to one that Toronto would win this in six and it's only eight uh, plus eight fifty. So I don't even really think there's value there, but I think the games could have gone a lot better. I think that ultimately like we're seeing people talking about the breakdowns that the Leafs had and the turnovers. Look at the other team. Look at how many breakdowns and turnovers are on the other team. They just haven't gone in the net. Like it's, I, I think it's reimagining a lot of things. Like Florida's a good team. You're not going to sit here. Look what they did to Boston. You're not going to sit here and do much more than you've done. You could argue like, you know, some of the breakdowns, like especially in game one, the breakaways and when they came, that sort of thing, they could clean that up. But I think when you're playing a good a team as legitimately good as the Panthers are, they've kind of done what you're going to do. Like, you're not really going to play a lot better than that. If Florida goes two rounds deeper than this, I don't think we'll see many games where they uh, allow that many chances as they did in game two. So I feel like those are just a lot of musings on the series. But as it always goes with the Leafs, you know, people are getting roasted. And then the classic one, too, the one bet that I'll say I have on this game, I'm definitely going to go back on Nylander to score if it's plus 175 again, because, I mean, the case was pretty obvious if you watched the game tonight. He was quiet in the first, and then he completely came alive. He hit two clean posts. He generated some really, really good chances. I think multi-point game is another option on him as well. So... He was kind of the perfect summary of the Leafs for me tonight where everyone gets so results orientated. They complain he had the one bad turnover on the one goal, but he also could have had three points. He set up Tavares on that really nice look in front. Like, oh, I could just go on and on, but I think he was pretty good. I think the Leafs were pretty good. And that, yeah, we'll see where it goes in the next two games, I guess. Yeah, I went on uh, on Green Dot Daily today and to preview Leafs and Panthers and kind of continue to drive home the thing that we've been saying about this series, which is the uh, kind of, it's a good, every game is going to be great for people who like to play same game parlays and try to get lucky with a, you know, three or four leg anytime goal scorer. Uh, And the two games have played out that way. It's just, it's not worked out. There's 11 different goal scorers in the series, including my guy, Nick Cousins, who I had a 300 to one to lead the series in scoring. And he's got an 11 way tie with one. And what's funny here is what, what what I said about that bet was you need a lot of things to happen here. And one of the things was a short, basically a short Panthers series went for nothing for one and we could get it. But the other thing I was saying was that I was not, I did not account for the scoring to be this spread out. I didn't ever mention that, but that I think is actually fine. Um, you know, if Cousins finds a way to get a two goal game in one of these next two and the Panthers can close it out, that tickets live. So I'm, um, I'm going to keep my eye on uh Nylander most goals too. If yeah. I mean, you couldn't, that's the thing. Like it's a, you should look at it like a clean slate in this market, right? Like 
Let's, yes, because because especially if you're looking and at now like we got a pretty good chance of a six game series. Yeah, exactly. So getting to six because that'd think, be like a Toronto wins two of the next three. That's probably still a fairly likely. Yeah, I think yeah, I I result. I think that this series is is obviously far from far from done. And I said, like I said about the Oilers, like the same thing with the Leafs. Like these are the two teams that are most capable in this bunch of just rattling off a bunch of wins in a row, the devils have already shown it. So maybe it's disrespectful to say that and not include them, but uh, yeah, the least if, if you go to that market, the, the most goal score market and dip back in and you're looking for a leaf, you should just treat it like nobody has any goals in the series. Cause that's basically what it is, right? It's just, you got to, you, your guy has to score two and all of a sudden he's in the lead. Um, so yeah, I think it's actually a good, a good bet to like just revisit here is find someone that uh that you like and you might get a, a like a Nylander's odds should drift a little bit you'd think uh Kachuk like his odds should drift should have dripped a little bit he hasn't scored yet um but yeah, it's been uh it, it's been a series that no matter who like what the matchup was if when games play out like this, it's just always going to be better for the underdog where uh, that the favorite is pushing play and just not finishing chances. So the, uh... yeah. And this, I mean, I just, that happens, but I thought last night or tonight's game was pretty extreme. Even game one, I thought Toronto was legitimately hard done by where like, it's a tough. Yeah. Game one though, like the more I thought about it was they were, but they were also that so much of what they put up in terms of like their expected goals came really late like four two it was already four two and they were pushing and i mean Florida yeah, but even still guys. like before that you, you can argue I, I could still think of like numerous legitimate chances yeah but i thought I florida think, like, had some too like i think well, that did, game was even my like my i thought whole... that that game actually the game state came into it a lot more than tonight tonight the leafs like yeah they they tilted the ice for even that game 59 though, minutes the chances still like realistically Toronto would have been ahead on average. I think the only real concern for Toronto is just that they're getting way better goaltending than you are. And you're, that's probably not going to get solved, but even still, I think they go like another level beyond just the goaltending they've had. They've been snake bitten by like posts and guys not finishing yeah. chances that they're going to finish. So I don't know. Like you're, I'm not really trying to say for sure Toronto's going to come back. I think Florida's a good team, but it's one of those things when I see all this stuff like Toronto's heartless and Toronto's this and that it's like, no, that's not what's happening. Like it's the, it's the NHL playoffs. Like when you, when you play that good and you don't get rewarded with any luck, chances are you're going to lose. Like that's the reality of it. It happens. So we'll see what kind of answer they have, but like, I don't know. Like, I, I think it's just, yeah, we're, this is like almost how I started to get, behind backing this Leafs team and believing them in a little bit because it's just so annoying listening to people like with the takes they have on this team and just like revisioning everything so you just gotta use you gotta use the mute button i know on twitter I think that's gotta it start doing that's that. all you gotta and that's do. another one tonight two periods in tonight's game i'm seeing half the analysts ripping on Nylander. i'm like the guy could have three points like even if that the tip in the high slot late in the second goes in the game's tied he's got a goal everyone's sitting here talking about how sick he is and it doesn't it needed to be an inch further over so uh all right stars and stars and kraken like i said the the stars are in control they're 4-1 now this is probably going to go back to seattle 1-1 uh i don't think i'll 
we'll see where this line opens, but like if if the Kraken are I'm assuming it's gonna look similar to what the Leafs and Panthers looks like. You know, maybe Dallas is minus one twenty, Kraken or plus you know, even money or plus one ten or something. Uh and I think if that's the case, I'll probably be passing here. Um but another one where like a low event you know, zeros. Like I said before, if, if this one was zeros, was heading towards that zero zero after one, I was getting a little nervous. But uh, you know, unders and and bets correlated to the under, I think are are interested. At some point, Jason Robertson's going to break out of his slump. It seems like too. But uh, if you want to go to that market too, yeah, I I think that Robertson looked that dynamic. I feel like I just kind of like riding rope. If you're going to stick in the prop market, he's been pretty money and. They slowly move the number, but I think if he's going to be minus 110 or minus 115 for three shots, again, you can just play that. Um, it's hard to make a case for the Kraken with how tonight's gone, but maybe we'll see if they can respond at home. It seems like there's been a few more of these kind of like, I know this is a huge thing in the NBA betting, the back and forth, like the the zigzag thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I kind of blame John Cooper for this in the NHL, honestly. Like, typically, I find the NHL doesn't, zigzag it's, like this it's hurting me because i've liked a lot of these like just watch the game and be like oh this this guy looks here like it doesn't seem like there's been it seems like there's been more adjustment games and more where a team has like a huge response yeah. kind of thing I, and less of like just a we got to tap our our man evan abrams to to look into this because i really do think that in 2021 i would say i think it was the, the year after the bubble whatever it was i think it started to become a thing more where uh coaches and teams kind of planned for the series in in a more big picture sense than just like a game by game and i mean we saw it with tampa two years in a row they just completely were like all right we're just not going to show up to game one last year they didn't and then they're like we're just going to dominate game two and then they did yeah and then, and it's, and then this year they did that the, the opposite like... did, did they even i i swear to god for game two this year against the Leafs, so they win game one and then they had some injuries. Like, I'm like, that, it's almost like Cooper told them, like, I just don't saying. even like it. Seems like there's been more of these ones where it yeah. just feels like teams can punt it. Like, I feel like I it's just what this fault. Kraken did tonight, or if but Dallas hockey, is just hockey, such a game of them. like effort and desperation. Where exactly, if it's and, like, like, because think about the Panthers and Leafs. Like, I, I wanted to say this, and I'm, I'm kicking myself I didn't. That Florida is the type of team that because they've been playing these. Um, must win games and playing like playoff hockey you know that, that cliche for two months like they're not just going to rest on their laurels after winning game one like they just came back no. from three games right like this was this if you would put Carolina against Toronto tonight I think you, you could maybe have seen like a more of a muted kind of desperation and I know Florida wasn't great tonight, but they they worked really Anderson's very good though yeah <laughs> Probably yeah but like just bagged on that front but um, you you get the point. Like it, like Florida. I think Florida is like the an outlier in the kind of zigzag theory. Yeah, where... but I kind of think that's giving them a lot of credit for a game where they just. I I can't get behind giving them the credit they're getting from media. Like I'm seeing people just talking about like first game was impressive. I guess they hung in tonight, but to me it just felt like they didn't do that much. And like ultimately it swung on Barkov. Like if that goal that Barkov scored had gone in on Samsonov tonight, people would have been like, what in the hell just happened? Or sorry, the goal that Barkov scored, if that had gone in on Bobrovsky tonight, 
Oh, People yeah. would have been like, what the hell just happened? And since it goes in on Sammy and the Leafs, everyone's like, oh, the Leafs give up two so quick. They're not defending and blah, blah, blah. And I just think that that wasn't the case. And yeah, Sammy's not as not not like a great option. Like, I don't think I've ever tried to argue that we feel great about him. To me, that's just the concern for Toronto is like, I think they're playing more or less fine. You're going to have lapses. You're going to give up chances. That's literally every single team in the playoffs. It's more just like, if you're going to see soft goals going like that and you're not going to finish yourself, then I, I don't think you're going to, you know, you're not going to go very far. All right. Uh, that wraps it up. Uh, I'll see everybody on the zero zero tie Friday night crack, uh, excuse me, devils. And probably Kings. could make a case for the first period under two, I guess there, if you want to have a, yeah, why not? you know, just something fun to go with it. Maybe um, anchor some profits, hopefully. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Uh, anyways, uh, for Nick Martin, I'm Michael Leboff. We'll see you on the other side of the weekend. Good luck uh, with all your bets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.